0: Are
1: we we allowed to let people know that our fours coach is doubling as the the runner? That could be trade secrets that we're letting out there.
2: I think it's all right. Marcelin's uh, runner a few weeks ago was actually wearing a Marcelin jumper. (laughs) It's (laughs) a grand.
3: Biggest week on the Mazanod calendar, or arguably the biggest week, so we're very excited to be back for the Nodcast. Welcome one, welcome all, it's beer pong week down at the Nodder. I'm Steve Mann, I'm joined by Rob Mann and Jake Charman, as is the way for this year. Boys, welcome. You're fired up as I am. Thanks,
1: Steve. Yeah, pretty pumped. Looking forward to beer pong, it's always a big one, so um, exciting times, and some big performances to review over the last couple of weeks as well, so yeah, good to be here.
2: Hi, Steve. Hi, Rob. Yep. Really keen for another big, big podcast. And uh, hopefully I can improve on my uh, runners-up at the beer pong from a few years ago. So really keen. That's a little bit of a flex already. Oh, wow.
3: Hasn't been long. And, and I've purposely, I always go in really hot on how well all the teams are going. So I've purposely gone on the social angle today. But would be remiss to mention or not mention how well a bunch of our teams are doing on the field. So it's a pretty great time to be up and about down at the Nod at the moment. Um, And what better time to bring out the big guns when it comes to special guests. We charged Jake after he basically brought on his extended family last episode. We said, mate, can you go a little further afield? Maybe, you know, put out the feelers, find someone that isn't directly related to you. And Jake, do you want to, do you want to tell us who you've come up? with?
2: Yeah, well uh, I went really left field and um, I've asked around and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are really busy this week preparing for the, the beer pong tournament. So I actually got my lovely partner, Nicola Piggott, to come on the show this week. So welcome, Nicola. <laughs> oh, Bit but underplaying. We are talking
3: about premiership in your first season. Uh, we're talking about soon to be a 50-gamer, uh, one of the first ones amongst the women's contingent. Um, and, of course, one of the very famous Piggott family as well. So Nicola, very... Pleasure to have you on the podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, Jake really scraped the bottom of the barrel and came up with me, so thanks for having me. Um, yes.
1: Not at all, not at all. And we, It's always great to have a foundation member of the women's program joining us um, and, as Steve mentioned, a premiership player in your first season. Talk us a little bit about your footy journey and, you know, your time at the club and what you've what you've sort of been able to, to get out of it with the girls
0: um my first year was obviously one of the best years I've experienced obviously winning a flag um can't get much better than that in your first year and being able to play um with my cousin Claudia dragged me to the club she said come on let's go let's try this footy thing out so we did it killed it obviously in the first season uh, under Paul Um, and then unfortunately we played too well so we did go up a couple of divisions of course over the um, few seasons and have had some low lows (laughs) with the women's um, just in regards to losses but the women's program has extensively grown we've had amazing new numbers come in numbers leave but we've always been able to fill the gaps always filled two teams pretty much since the first um season it's been such a rewarding um achievement and something to do on the weekends
1: that's awesome and obviously number of seasons now and steve is alluding to the fact that you've got 50 games looming what tell us a little bit about that how many to go and um will that, will that happen this season
0: um if I don't get injured um, and get to play every game until the end of the season, um, I will make it. Um, mm-hmm. no. Yes, it's going to be cutting it fine um, as my track record is I've had at least one or two injuries a season since my very first season. So we'll see.
3: <laughs> well, you you've got a couple try. of finals to throw in there as well. So you'll be fine. Can, can I just add on that as well? I was going to ask you about injuries, but before I do, we were a little bit facetious in the intro, just to, I guess, give you a bit of behind the scenes. Back at the start of the year when Jake, Rob and I were sitting in the war room, planning out the podcast episodes for the year, we had the big whiteboard up and there was a couple of big names, Nicola Piggott, we had a Matt Backhouse up there, there was a couple of big circles around them. These are going to be the star guests we're going to build the year on. So don't let our, don't let our intro sort of lighten the fact that this, this is one of the big episodes of the year. If this doesn't work, the, the Nodcaster's in trouble. Um, but what I was going to say was your injury history. I feel like I've seen, I, I haven't seen that much of the women's footy over the years, but I feel like a couple of times I've been, you've been like badly injured each time. Do you want to talk us through your your war wounds?
0: Um. Yeah, so I think <laughs> one of my first, probably more annoying injuries was um, I dislocated a thumb. Um, and how I actually did that was in the last, oh, I don't know, minute of the third quarter, didn't need to do it, put the hand up straight up for the ball. Um, the ball um, bent my thumb back, dislocated it. So it actually wasn't in any sort of contest. I didn't need to actually put my hand up in the first place, but still did it.
1: Just going go the one Duke. didn't need the, the second hand to dampen it at all.
0: No. Nope. Um, and that was the end of that season. I think that was my second or third season. Oh, no. um, that was gone. That was out the door. Um, what? I uh, did my finger in the last game. So I broke my finger in the last game, last season as well. Um, that was just grabbing a girl's jumper went for the oh, tackle. Yeah. yeah. Did so um, did that get
1: dislocated or?
0: Uh, not quite sure. I just had, it was just broken essentially. Like I wasn't too sure. Um, didn't realise until two months later when it was deformed. So did,
3: did you did you consider the Daniel Chick and just get it cut off so it doesn't sort of ruin your footy career too <laughs> you might much? have to explain you that, that
1: Steve to some of our listeners. They're not. They're probably not. <laughs> yeah, I forget, I forget that basketball. our listeners
3: probably aren't the same age as me. You're right. Daniel Chick was a Hawthorne then West Coast player who his finger just got broken so badly that he just cut it off so he didn't have to keep missing games with it. So did you ever consider going down a similar path?
0: Um, I really wanted to keep my pinky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair response. So a lot of um, hand injuries is that is that speaks to the fact that you know you're a high possession winner and um, you get your hands on the ball a lot. Is that that's and of play? and has
3: it how badly has it impacted your piano playing? <laughs>
0: Fortunately, I am not a pianist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I don't think it speaks to how much I get the ball. Cause if I got it cleanly, maybe I wouldn't have so many, um, hand injuries. <laughs> um, oh,
1: that's all right. That's all right. That's good. So what do you, do you think you'll be able to get through unscathed, or what, what's, your, what's the feeling at this point of the year? How's the body feeling?
0: I've already had a few niggles, <laughs> nothing too, um, strenuous yet. So I think I should be okay. Um,
2: Yeah, so Nick Is like one of the older Players in the team Yeah, you would be a bit worried You know, now Like at the the ripe old age of What are you, 25 This year? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so 25
1: I don't know if 25 can be an insult When you've got
3: Steve and I here I think the two oldest in the club uh I I think there's players in my team That have children that are 25 So (laughs) That, that is an insult to us. <laughs> I just, I, I, it sounds like everything I've heard tonight. You're guaranteed to play every game. You just have to play in boxing gloves every week. <laughs> Fingers are safe. You get through the season.
2: Well, and that, and, probably,
3: and that, and that is
1: also in line with some of the hard-nosed, um, physical, unsociable footy that the the women's program's known for. I hear they've been taken <laughs> up to the teams this year.
2: Yeah, I think we've been taking it up pretty well. Besides that parkdale game when we let ourselves down a little bit, I think um, we've we've been really competitive. But I think the great thing about this season is, due to COVID and everything, like a lot of players are getting opportunities to play. One, so you know, I I don't think maybe we've had necessarily our strongest team on the park every week, but it's good that you know in the future. if if we need, you know, to go in, into our depth, then we can trust those players.
1: And that was that was just a little bit of audio from Jake's press conference during the week um, after the game. Just gave us a very, very straight, um, prepared um, answer uh, from the coach's perspective. So thanks, for that Jake. But um, Nicola, what what about obviously Jake alludes to COVID a little bit um, with, you know, being a something that all players have to sort of a little bit worried about that you could catch and you'd miss a game. Is that, does that threat in the 50 game run a little bit? Oh, yeah.
0: Um, well, yeah, COVID. I, well, I had it back in January. So I'm hoping I don't get it again and hoping the, the threat doesn't loom in regards to that. And there's still a few members of my family that haven't quite got it. So it's, it is a potential. But um, if I get it, then wouldn't be so good.
2: <laughs> we'll just, we'll just, yeah, concentrating finals, getting that extra game. Well, the, the COVID isolation period, only five days now. So if you're sort of – you know, yeah, you, you, only, you play your game on a Saturday, you go out Saturday night, get the spicy cough, you know, do your five days' of iso, you, you're back for the next round. It's sorry, all, just, that, just... That,
1: that, that could wreak havoc for numbers on the track. That could
2: be – you can be very
1: strategic <laughs> and still make yourself a Every week. You, you, yeah,
3: you'd be doing 80 rap tests on a Sunday, trying to make sure you get your positive out of the way so you're back for the next <laughs> weekend. Um, so th- th- This is this is not specific to Nicola, but obviously we train, the clubbies are training after the girls on Wednesdays and uh, the women's program looking very good out on the track. But Jake, tonight, I was running laps before training. There is a coach, and I- I'm, I'm not even going to pretend it wasn't you, you're doing these weird extravagant stretches on your own in the forward pocket while the drills are just going on and you're meant to be... Do you want to talk us through that? It was like literally... You were doing like stride-throughs, like you were like a 100-metre sprinter before the Olympics, like these big stepping stretches. Was it, what was going Nicholas on? Shaking, Nicola's shaking her head. I'm
1: interested to hear get her perspective on this as well.
3: What, 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 what does a coach need to limber up like an Olympic gymnast for anyway?
2: It was, uh, well, I, I think my friendship group will attest to. I've got a pretty sort of intense warm-up routine. And, you know, the last thing we need is the, the women's I – know, I know I'm know, i the forwards coach, but we don't want the runner to go down. <laughs> I, I double up. So, you know, <laughs> Stal Michael needs his messages out there. And oh. I, I get, did get told off a few times on Sunday for apparently coaching on the field. So, you know. To, I don't know. Um, are we Are we allowed to let people
1: know that you're – our forwards coach is doubling as the as the runner. That could be trade secrets that we're letting out there.
2: I think it's all right. Marcelin's, uh runner a few weeks ago was actually wearing a Marcelin jumper. <laughs> 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 yeah. What
1: about what about your views, Nicola? What's what's uh, what are the girls' perspe- uh, perception of Jake and his uh, coaching performance so far this year?
0: Um. The girls are enjoying Jake's coaching style. Um most of the girls come up to me like, oh, you know, um, Jake had something really good to say or um they've given him really good like Jake gives really good, quite um constructive, positive feedback to the girls. Oh, um, so they and have enjoyed that.
3: What about for you? What's the, what's
1: the what's the drive home like? If if you've had a loss and you've you are heading back together and you, you you may not have performed to the standard or you haven't complied to the game plan is that do you get a bit of feedback on the way home or do you guys leave it uh, at, leave it at, at the ground
0: i usually make jake drive home <laughs> and i'll be um front seat um, and then we if it's a bad game or i haven't played as well we just don't talk um <laughs> leave it to the next day um but I can't say, no, nah, I've been pretty good this season. So <laughs> no bad games <laughs> <That's>, yet. <laughs>
3: that's, that's that's what good. we like to hear. People come on and go, Oh, yeah, I'm I'm struggling. It's great to refresh to have someone come on and go, yeah, I'm dominating, having the best season in <laughs> <of> my life. <laughs> it, I'm what, what, what's he like when you get these games where you like the team kicks, you know, eight goals, 20 and whatever, and the accuracy's not there? as a as a Ford's goal kicking coach, does he does he throw the toys out of the cot and like refuse to stop for your drive through McDonald's on the way home, or is he sort of a bit circumspect and takes responsibility for it himself?
0: A <laughs> few um, swear words occasionally in there if, um, <laughs> if some, some things haven't gone to plan on the way home, but we, yeah, exactly, we'll try go through the McDonald's drive through.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That's great. So give us, maybe, Steve, should they... The guys, give us a bit of a rundown on how the, the girls have been performing the last few weeks.
3: Yeah, let's start with the girls. We're going to do a little bit of a, a run-through. It's been two two games since we last had an odd cast, so we're just going to give a quick overview of how each of the teams are going. So uh, Nicola and Jake, do you guys want to talk us through how the last couple of weeks have shaped out for both women's teams? Nicola? Oh
0: Yeah, I'll talk about the seniors. Um, I've been fortunate enough to play the last two games with the senior girls. Um, We've had two really tough games. So we burst Parkdale and we burst um, Brunswick Renegades, just the game gone. Um, Brunswick Renegades, the game gone was a draw, um, which was really tough. It was a really tough slog out there. Um, Is that your first
2: draw you've played in?
0: Yeah, I think from memory it is the first draw and hopefully it's the last draw because it's not a great feeling. Um, Yeah, it's a weird trying to get that ball over the line even for a point, um, hard to watch. and but hopefully You, you came final. back
3: as well, didn't you? Trailed at three-quarter time we, and, yeah, they, they kept them scoreless in the last quarter, but they just couldn't quite get past them.
0: Exactly. We pushed really, really hard in that last quarter to try and get a few more goals and keep it in our – I think it's been most of our time in our forward 50.
2: Yeah, I think – well, if we remembered back to the start of the game, like I think Brunswick kicked the quickest ever goal in women's football history. It was ridiculous. I think they kicked a goal in the first 15 seconds. We were just not switched on, so that that was a frustrating point. I think because they didn't really score after that. I think they kicked only one more ga- goal for the game. So we lost it in the first 15 seconds, really, if that's believable. <laughs> there's, a, there's a bit
1: of there's a bit of coach speak coming out. We weren't switched on. We weren't ready to play at the start. We had to cool our way back. It's good to see that you know Jake's living breathing
3: it. You're still sitting. You're sitting third, I think. Still a very healthy percentage. Obviously, uh, the the draw and the loss, obviously not not exactly ideal, but you're still right amongst it. Um, my spies are telling me that Steph Smith has the BNF wrapped up already. Is that true?
0: Very true at the moment. <laughs> um, Steph usually plays on the wing. For that, for those that don't know Steph very well, she usually plays on the wing and she will grab that ball. She's first of all, she will sprint away from, like, with the ball, away from players, and you can't can't catch her. Once she starts running, you can't catch her. Um, and she's just such a good asset to the team. That's
1: very awesome. Who are, who are some of the other girls that have, you know, come on this year?
0: Yeah, so um, we recently had a big sign-up from um, Kayla. She came back, decided to commit full-time to the teams, come back for a, another season, and she's um, a very, very good Ruckman. Um, and that's what we exactly what we needed in our team, a strong Ruckman, and she's been fantastic the last two games because um, we aren't the tallest team going around, but we definitely can jump and be quite tough and aggressive to the ball.
3: Always good good when you get a mid-season acquisition, especially a Ruckman. Definitely. And the Resies women sitting atop the table four weeks in, I think it's two forfeits and two resounding wins so far. Georgia and the crew must be feeling pretty good about life at the moment, Jack.
2: Yeah, I think Georgia's, you know, she's that confident and happy with how they're going. <laughs> she's Actually, she snuck off overseas mid-season. Can you believe that? The coach this week just oh, ducking no. off. Oh, Where's she too. off to? Taking a few plays with her. Um, I don't <laughs> know, Taking plays? Oh, God. Somewhere exotic. That's high. the height yeah. of arrogance. Like Fiji or something. something just to- yeah, It might be like a Bali or Thailand type job, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, a that's, that, bit that, of that's a bit of uh,
1: oh. that's a bit of Dennis Rodman last dance sort of behaviour, I reckon. Just knows yourself needs to freshen up a little bit before the playoffs, uh, or in this case, the finals, and come back ready to go. I, I like that. It's she knows her players especially she's taking a few.
2: She's getting on board. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. And I um, actually want to shout out. Narelle this week, um, so she's actually coaching her first game. She's coaching the Resies. So Narelle well. previously played for the seniors and uh, stepped into the coaching role. So I don't actually know historically with the Vafa Women's overall if there've been any players to do that. So she could be making a bit of history this week, which is you know awesome to see. That's great. Pretty full, predicts, full evolution,
1: I mean. and obviously she was involved in the Under Nineteens program as well previously. So it's great that she's. I know she's really keen on her coaching and uh, been doing her level two coaching
3: course and things too. So yeah, that's awesome. Put yep. a CV in front of you, dear Rob. Just literally. No, just, just,
1: keep my, just keep my finger on the pulse of people around the club, Steve.
3: You know? Just watch, watching the enrollments down at the level two coaching courses. <laughs> Can I just, just not exactly related to Narelle, but how weird is it that I guess this is probably the women's reserve sort of situation you mentioned earlier? COVID. Knocks teams around a bit. Brunswick are two and two with a percentage of twenty nine. How does that even happen? Anyway, doesn't matter. Not that important. Um, we're not really here to talk about Brunswick. So let's move on. Rob, the senior men's and the and the both a little bit of momentum. Yeah, last absolutely. Of weeks
1: coming together. Yeah. So flying at the moment. Oh, fair to say we uh, the scenes are sitting three and one. So we've won the last three after uh, that loss round one to Ormond, sitting in third. Uh, with a healthy percentage, we've had two really good wins on the trot, Uh, Marcelin and most recently Preston, since we um, last played. Preston was obviously um, a big win um, at 120 points, which was nice. And we played for the... um, the perpetual trophy we play with. Um, this is the first year, obviously, since the uh, boundary umpire was um, unfortunately hit by a car before the game. Oh, sorry, during the game last season. So we're, uh, <laughs> we all know that he's um, he's all fine and well, but uh, we you know we mark that occasion with a special trophy now. So good to get the first uh, the first uh, hands on that first this year. But, yeah, in all seriousness, we're, we're going pretty well. We're playing a good brand of footy and there's some guys that have come into the team that are playing well. Our man Jack Caspers, who we, we um, gave a bit of a profile to last year in the 19s, he's, after um, not being in the seniors round one, he obviously had a big performance in kick six. Since coming into the ones, he's kicked three bags of four. So um, for those... Out there that know their times tables, um, he's obviously sitting on 12 goals in the seniors and another six from the two. So, uh, I would say he'd be leading the, the club goalkeeping at this point, um, which is uh, two years in a row. Obviously, he, he won it last year, so he's he's made the the. Um, the jump really well. Our forward line with Shawnee Lovell is obviously back this year. He's been playing well. And, and Jacob Murdoch, who's unfortunately injured at the moment, um, hurt his ankle in, in round three. He started the season really well and he'll be back later in the year. So, yeah, forward line's functioning well. Midfield um, led by Matty Fewings, um, Sammy Michael, Liam Wellsford um, and big Pete Rosanides in the ruck. He's looking really dangerous. And the back line with a, a couple of old heads, um, and, a, and a few younger guys like Andrew Kovac and um, Liam Sherlock, um, we're pretty stable down there as well. So Tom Warby came back in round three and um, just got through the last couple unscathed. So, yeah, the team's looking pretty stable at the moment and we come um, against UHS this week and I think we'll, we should do pretty
3: well. Whisper that Gus Patty just got the magicians down at, narrow north osteo working on him for maybe a late season comeback he does yeah sorry, like getting a sniff late in the season when there's a well, premiership in the winds yeah
1: well i understand that um he's he's employed former trainer um mario down at Mary north so he's got him on board and from what i hear part of the uh the job um interview process was to to give Bit of deep tissue to to Gussie, so uh, he was happy with what he got, and, and apparently it's it's done wonders to the hamstring that was sort of delaying his rehab just a little bit. So uh, Mario's got Gussie back on track, and he came down to training for his first runaround um, two weeks ago, and we all sort of he was doing some stride outs on the on the far wing, and the 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 group ran over, gave him a bit of encouragement. It was a nice moment, and Phil Illich not recognizing the um that you know gussie's only four months after a knee reconstruction jumped on him and gussie's knee buckled um and (laughs) we were we all sort of were very worried for a moment there gussie had a big look of shock on his face but um yeah phil's been he's been reprimanded
3: and um yeah we won't be seeing him in the club again for for a while What, why doesn't it surprise me that Gus suddenly turns back up at the club on the eve of Anzac Day? Just wants to put himself front and centre to play the trumpet, obviously.
1: Well, not he... Nothing to do with his knee recovery. He was scathing of Marcelin's uh, recorded version that they provided at, on on, um, on Anzac Day when we played out there. So, you know, just an iPod with a UE um, boom type setup, not the authentic performance that we got last year. So...
3: Yeah, they've got a bit to work on out
1: there, but you know, nice that they tried to recognise the moment, but not
3: quite in the Gus Paddy fashion. Surely, surely that the league just needs to recognise and give us a home game on Anzac Day every year.
1: Yeah, it's it you'd think that'd be something that they'd be talking about at the the next board meeting.
2: Yeah, I reckon it'd be good to get the Anzac Day game at the nod. Um, because I can Lucky and wants to come down and sing the Australian national anthem. He's done <laughs> Or at the cricket and did it pretty well. So I'd love to hear that.
1: The only problem is, like, would, would he be okay to do it after a luncheon? You know, if the luncheon
2: spills out into the Anzac Day performance, how would Lockie go? Yeah, well, he's he's pretty um nervous at the best of times, but I don't know. Now now he's sort of the responsible uncle, you know, he might be might be good. Yeah, yeah true. You have to. At, at,
1: as our listeners know, Lockie was seen last season jogging around the oval with a baby,
3: um, so is a is a responsible uncle. Lockie's always struck me as someone that would get into the two up on Anzac Day. I reckon. So, <laughs> I reckon you'd either get you'd either get Lockie out there two grand up, really happy singing the anthem, or you'd just get a, a broken man standing before you, singing <laughs> a really sad version of of our national anthem. Um, rob the reserves. Obviously, they're absolutely
1: flying. Oh well, I I wouldn't say probably the informed team in the Vafa. I think would be fair to say they're four and zip. They Ooh. they've barely they've barely conceded a um, a score against them this year, and very powerful offensively. Depth across the field um, with the ones being having a lot of depth depth this year. That the the reserves of. Really look really really strong. The way that I, I don't think my time at the club, uh, I've seen a two's team move the ball quite as well as that they're moving it this year, which I know uh, Jimmy Egan would be pretty disappointed because he's been uh, complaining about the delivery for the last ten years. So uh, the one year he doesn't play, the ball's coming in absolutely uh, pristine. Speaking to that is the fact that they made a bit of a, a swap at halftime last week. Christian Pretty. Um, who's played a lot of centre-half back over the years. They swung him forward, kicked 7-3 in the second half. So mm. absolutely was gloving the ball like we haven't seen um, and really, really dominant. So that that, that put um, him in a position to, to potentially come back in the ones and, you know, play uh, multiple roles for us, which um, would be, you know, advantageous for his selection um, to come back.
3: Wow. If he keeps that form up, he might even get a game in the, in the clubbies, in the Blues. If, if there's a yeah, we'll, we'll, big we'll goal get, kickers sneaking their we'll, way we'll, in
1: there. Before we get to the, the thirds, struggle night, I just wanted to mention a couple of other guys in the reserves. Benny Riley um, has obviously done a great job leading the boys so far this year, and um, he's he is um, obviously got a 100% winning record um, as captain so far, which is a nice, um, nice tick of approval for the, the culture he's creating down there in the twos. Um, I also think that guys like the Wellsford brothers, uh, they've, they've been playing some really strong footy. Um, Shawnee played in the, the reserves last week because he had, had to attend a wedding after playing um, in the ones for a couple of games. You've Also got Jezza Wellsford, who's the, the heart and soul of that team, um, leading the way, playing a bit of ruck forward and, and Joel doing what he wants in the forward 50 sort of pushing the boys out and, and giving him some space to work I and mean, he's looking pretty dangerous. So those three guys are, are looking good and, you know, there's there's class on all, all um, lines of the field. So they'll go deep this year, I reckon.
3: Very good at the moment. And it's also just before we move off, them great to see our man, Alex Pleshy, just what's he, nine goals through four games, just has absolutely made himself at home in that forward line, feasting.
1: Yeah, and on, I, I think it speaks to the... The system um, and the the process and also the the uh, the hamstring strength that he uh, obviously mm. did over the over the summer, so the fact that he's out in the park he's obviously going to with talent like his he's going to kick bulk goals so good to see few
2: Nordics what does he? It- yeah the Nordics
1: I think there's there's a bit of a wave of um, Nordics training going on around the club Tom Warby and Simon Hall big advocates for it so is um, proof in the pudding.
3: Certainly is. Um, a place where pudding is very well enjoyed is down at the thirds. And so a bit, bit of a mixed result over the first the first four weeks of the season, particularly the last two. The, the Whites, after a big win round one, have lost the last three. Um, got a l- little bit off the pace the last couple of weeks. But um, some really talented footballers in the tide. And obviously a lot of guys haven't played much footy. So they're sort of continuing to find their feet. Um, but obviously not one and three is not exactly the start that guys would have wanted. And they're looking forward. We've got the two teams back to back at home this week, looking forward to a big, big game this week. Um, still there's been some really positive uh, results over the first few weeks. Kane Beaumont has kicked goals in every game, hasn't played a heap of footy, I don't think, but is finding himself as a, a big tall guy, really athletic forward. He's he's doing pretty well. Johnny Gartland, when he's played,'s been really good. Sean Bamblett just recovered from COVID wandered down and had a ripping game. His first game. Bernie Parker's been good when he's been there. So, been a number of guys going through. Mitch Shalik had one great game and declared he never has to train again. So, um, yeah, there's there's been some pockets of form. Unfortunately, haven't been able to fully tie it together as yet.
2: Yes, Steve. I think if you're getting our man Big Vina Arena, isn't he kicking oh, bags
3: yeah. down there? Nah, he, he's in the blues. But we're talking whites at the moment, so oh, we'll, we'll get to him. Don't worry about it. that. Um, <laughs> But no, so, that, the, the, uh, no, so the, the, the Whites, Tommy, you know, master coach, he's been around forever. So he'll he'll get them up. You'll see him coming back half of the year. And then the Blues, uh, four and zip, sitting atop the table, probably haven't played the two most significant challenging teams which we play over the next two weeks in Q and Williamstown. So we'll get a bit of a feel for how we stand. But so far, have met every test quite comfortably. The last two weeks was a, resounding 150 odd point win against Ormond who knocked us off by about 100 last year. So 250 point turnarounds not a bad little, I think in about, there's about four games because we played them last game of the year. So not a bad little turnaround showing how well we're traveling. Um, And then this week with a really, really short, we only started with 19 because the twos pulled up a couple very last minute and we didn't have a chance to replace them. So started with 19 and had an injury about five minutes in, but with 18 still managed to hold off Richmond who were sort of edge of the finals and run away in the end by 40 points. So as you mentioned, Vince Arena, the, the head trainer, for those that don't know him, he's just been wandering around showing a little bit of form, kick five on the weekend, which was a pretty pretty handy effort um, down in the blues and fewer than you guys. Taz um, Hronopoulos has, has been really good across all four games. Um, Josh Mazio, another guy new to the club. He's been really good. Guys like Nick Clavins, Joel Caffrey has taken his game to another level over the first four weeks of the season. And and look, I would say there's probably a few guys that have had to do a lot over recent years who this year can kind of just slot into a structure because we've got a little bit more depth through the midfield um, and some really talented players we've added to the team. Just made us a much more rounded team. So things are feeling pretty good at the moment.
2: What about you, Steve? you know, you mentioned before you run laps before training and I have noticed a change in body shape over sort of the last six weeks and you're looking pretty fit yourself. Have you been travelling? No, I got, what oh, to, no. What does that
1: say? What was, talk us through six weeks ago. What was that like?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, which direction is the body change shape? I'm curious oh, as well. Like a positive version. <laughs> <laughs> well, we train once a week, so you've got to get, got to get your running in somewhere. Um, no, I've... I've really I've been, I've been okay, I think, but I've really enjoyed this year because probably I don't feel the need to try and do as much as I've had to in maybe other years. Um, and I think it's probably a few guys in the same in the same boat. But just, you know, hanging on, just rolling around on my wing. You've got probably the two, the oldest wing division in the comp because you've got me on one side and Scotty Veltman who's in his 40s on the other wing. But we're just, you know, just doing our thing, holding our own, sneaking forward and kicking a couple of goals a week. So, yep, I'll... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, the big concern is that, obviously, with Dad being the coach, that I get dropped at some point in the year. Um, so, many, I'm holding my spot for now, though. So, that's the main thing.
1: And I, I hear that you've uh, you may have played one game with an individual that sort of likes to have the, the whole game
3: plan centre around him. Can you talk us a little bit about oh, playing Sam with Deegan. Sammy Deegan? Yeah, well, yeah. No, it was it was good, actually. I think he, he got to see what it's like when no one knows who you are and you know, you don't, you don't walk in with any baggage on your shoulders, no expectations, none of that. Just get to slot into a well-oiled structure and probably not the fittest he's ever been, but he definitely hasn't lost any of his polish. I, Just some of I the delivery coming off half-back.
1: He's been suffering pristine. from
3: chronic... Uh,
2: is it chafe or shin splints? Which one was it, Jake? <laughs> I think it was, yeah, the chronic shin splints, the ultimate rosey—they They love a good play with shin splints, so... Deeks fits right into that category, and you know, not even an ultimate resi, an ultimate clubby. Yeah, <laughs> we can
1: yeah, definitely no, find good. a spot it's... for him. And and that was part of the reason he—I I don't think he had the time to come back um, to do the the, the nodcast full full time this year—was because of the the amount of um, recovery and preparation he needs to do because of the shin splints. So. He said that sleep is really important as part of that. So, obviously, um,
3: he, he given the, the time, time we record these, it's yeah. not, uh, not going to help <laughs> us too much. Uh, very good. So anyway, we're, we're we're traveling all right, and and then the the final one is the Under Nineteens. And when we last talked about the Nineteens, it had been a bit of a mixed start to the season, but two big big oh, wins back. the last two weeks. They're back. Firstly, knocking off Xavier by three points. Um, who are who are in the mix? They're sitting about third or fourth at the moment, I think, and then. The big one on the weekend just the resounding victory over Hampton Rovers, who were sitting top. Just all of a yeah, sudden, it huge. seems to be the way with our 19 sides, with last year's exception that just started great and, and never stopped. But they take a couple of weeks to get going, but once they sort of find find a bit of gel together, they, they're really formidable, and that seems to be the way again this year.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, there's depth in that team, and I think getting a bit of gel from the, the last year's Blues and Blacks um, guys like um, Amy McKenzie and you've got Big Boise coming up um, playing from the forward line. Um, yeah, you've. I, I think there's Mitch McCarthy obviously a, a really classy player. So, yeah, I think you've got a, a number of those guys that probably in other years may have been getting a bit more um, of a look in the ones. But, you know, getting a little bit more time in the under-19s, which is obviously good for our program down there. And it's helping that some of those guys develop. But, yeah, exciting times.
3: Pretty, pretty nice position to be in when you're pretty much talking about every team thinking finals. Are you, are you got anything on the
1: other 19s? Obviously, you know you and you're pretty tight with James, and
2: he's having a, another good season. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's playing pretty well. Yeah, he, he said he was stoked last week about their win. They were really up and about. Or like two weeks ago now. When oh, no, was it last week? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I think that was last week. So it could be either way. <laughs> yeah. but the one against Hampton Rovers um, yeah. I was I was talking to Ben Haller one of the players um, in the 19s and he he was absolutely chuffed with their, their win but um, I think a player we need to mention, our boy Lockie Stewart, he, he didn't actually play in the last win, I think he was he was like doing some week off trying to learn how to wash his clothes or something he was doing like a special weekend course uh,
3: no, no, surely not. Yeah, you can't lose your best player to a washing machine.
2: Yeah, well, you know, in semi-pro, they traded Coffee Black for a washing machine, so you can happen.
3: Oh, surely, surely, we've got better minds running the showdown in the '90s than, than those sorts of moves. Jeez, that's All that's right. a spin. Well, I think it's someone a get work. guts on the on the blower. We need to sort I that think- out.
1: I think we've got a. I think we've got might be having a player in the seniors this week who's got a TAFE course on on Saturday. To come and play and it's a whole new world. Um, but education comes first, and that's you know something that we believe in at Mazanon So good to see that lifelong learning continues.
3: No, cheerfully disagree with that one. Um, <laughs> let, let's get on to the the, the, the most the, the big the big feature going on at Masana this week. Because obviously, oh, I should mention as well. The Panthers boys are up and running as well, and and from all reports, both sides are, uh, are shaping up for pretty strong seasons again, which we just come to expect. They basically just just win flags for fun down at the Panthers, but good to good to see their seasons back up and running. And hopefully, as with all the teams, they get a proper run at it last year, this year, because obviously the last couple of years have been pretty disappointingly interrupted. Um, but beer pong, the one of the one of the clear cut two biggest nights on the social calendar. Um, we it's fair to say haven't spent a lot of time preparing our match reviews for this week but we have spent plenty of time diving deep into the registrations on the beer pong who's been buying outfits i've i've had the lovely ladies at creative costumes on the phone earlier today just to give me a bit of a who's who signing up for various bookings for the weekend um we've had some great ones over the journey as well we certainly have uh what's your favorite or just just a quick whip around the room but Best, uh, best beer pong memories, and maybe best beer pong costume memories as well. Because I feel like there's, there's two sides to this event, which is what makes it so great.
1: Yeah, uh, well, I reckon last year I wasn't there, unfortunately. And there's a little bit of story to that I might get into a little bit later. But from what, from what I hear, uh, Tom Warby, Gus Patty wearing the big V jumpers last year, uh, pretty proud of themselves. They they wore the track suits for. The majority of the night And then as they Before their first game They brought the big bees out It's just a little bit of a uh, I, I think a bit of a message To some of the younger blokes Of the club That you know <laughs> These are who we are And this is what we've done In the past Which, which I appreciate um, There's also been Some some cracking Crackers as far as People in wheelchairs And um, so sort of, I think I've seen Some walking frames In the past I don't know if you guys Can talk to that
3: yeah. The, the the wheelchair was my favorite ever. That was Steve Wellsford and someone in wheelchairs with tennis rackets. That was that was the best one I remember. I
1: think I reckon was Liam Riley in a wheelchair. I reckon.
3: Maybe it was Liam and Stevie. I don't yeah.
2: Tom
1: Tom Ojuaz and uh Jacob Murdoch, I reckon went as the rock. They uh they had that they had those the rock in his I think university days maybe he's wearing like a turtleneck <laughs> gold, gold chain. That was that was
2: all class. Actually, I think Todio loves a bit of a wrestling theme. I think he went last year with our, uh, our man Chris Skunky Boy Martin and they did another wrestling one. I think it was like the DX, you know, Shawn Michaels, Triple H. Oh, really? Yeah, that was really- pretty good. So, yeah. Good. What about you, Nicola?
1: Anyone that comes to mind?
0: Yeah, I think my personal favourite was the winner from last year, which was um, the Step Brothers. I don't know if you guys remember who did Step Brothers last year, but um, the, just, the costume was
3: too good. You couldn't tell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously that was myself and Angeline. Um, up. Who, who,
2: which which brother were you? You were, um, you, were Brennan, you, were you were Brennan Huff. You were Brennan Half and Angelina was Dale Doback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your drum kit. Is that what you're
0: telling? Yeah, I um, created the item that went on the drum kit. That wasn't drumsticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow, that was a good okay. addition. I think that helped me over the line.
1: Wow, that's, that's very good. Jake, any others that you think of?
2: Uh, n- not off the top of my head. Uh, actually, I-, I know a few coming up this year, but I don't know. Are we are we wrecking outfit surprises or are we? Uh- oh no, I, re- I reckon we keep Ooh. that for next week. Maybe we
1: do a bit of a re- review. It'd be a bit unfair to let that be divulged. I um I went to Salt Bay a couple of years ago. Um, and okay, I think oh, yeah. Sammy, Sammy that was the worst. Sammy mentioned
3: that he wasn't happy with my um. Salting no. of the well, of anyone of that played you had to drink <laughs> beers heavily salted because you and Jimmy Egan were salting the beers, before it. yeah. I think that was um
1: pretty effective and you know encouraged them, yeah, they got dehydrated by uh, drinking that beer, so <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: At least, at least it, it could have been worse than salt, I guess. It could have been cyanide bay or something where you literally <laughs> so well. Last year,
1: last worse, year, I was. Last year I was um, meant to be partnered with like our cousin Steve Lockie and we went to a lot of effort getting some costumes and whatnot and it happened to be my 200th game that day, so I was pretty excited. Got an Uber into the ground, thought, you know what, I'm not going to have a big night um, and ended up getting my head split open and had to go to hospital and wasn't able to play. So I'm, I'm, I'm messaging Lockie say, you know, Hold off, try and get to a later round, get to a later round, you know, be there soon. Get a message back, you've been dropped. He's uh, he he partnered up with Josh McKenna. So here I am thinking, you know, you know, been around the club for a while, special day for me. No, you, you, you never, you never that, um, you're always disposable, put it that way. That's a, it's a good lesson. Yeah, yeah, Nicola.
0: Yeah, to Lockie as well about when he did that. No remorse. <laughs> that yeah, no
1: remorse. I'm, I'm, he he's he's a competitor, and he would have thought Rob's dragging me down here, dragging his feet, and he's he was very um, he fixates on time. He's an organised man. So I think he would have said, "You committed." It's not my fault that Monash Hospital triage is uh, a bit unreliable, but
3: it is what it is.
2: <laughs> yeah, it says a, a lot about there, his
3: character. Oh, sorry, sorry, Steve, go for it. Oh, I just said, I said a, lot about, a lot about his character. I've he's had me for Christmas, KK, a couple of times, and the presents are very ordinary, very, very thoughtless, very <laughs> self-centered. You know, it's like a stopwatch with his best time on it type stuff that you get for him. <laughs>
2: <so>. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no, there's no friends in the beer pong game, Rob. So we all know that. That is true. That is true. Yeah, oh, actually, Steve, Steve, are you have you got a partner for this year? Because I have got a good. Costume idea for you. I'm thinking, you know, hangover. You just have just had a baby. You could have the baby in the front of the, the shirt. Or- wow. Well, baby. interesting <laughs> to say
3: that I do have a partner for this year. Um, obviously, Sunday being Mother's Day, I'm just bringing Shaz down as my partner for a bit of a Mother's Day celebration for her. Obviously, I'm sure it's exactly what she wants. Um, so, thought we, we, we teamed up pretty well. We've always got to the late rounds. So, we're going to go again this year. Maybe we do bring the baby and just go hang over. She could, I don't know, she can dress up as someone. I can go as... Uh,
1: Maybe um, the sunburned character, the one in the wheelchair.
3: <laughs> get the
2: wheelchair. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Maybe. Although Sh- Shaz isn't the tallest, so I'm not too sure having her in a wheelchair is going to be that advantageous to her be upon play. No, no, might, no, no. might need to find someone perched up a little bit higher. But anyway, so who, now um, Who's
1: the favourite? We, do, we, do we know who's favourite going into this week?
3: Well, I've... I've been – I don't want to throw Blair and Francis under the bus, but I will. They've leaked me the draw, so I've actually been able to analyse who's got really easy runs through to the final. I've come up with a few names. The first one, and I hate to say this, but Sam Deegan and Daniel Hayes teaming up, they have a dream run through the final. They've got some very, very ordinary – they're playing people with like Two sets of three-inch thick glasses, kind of stuff that can't see the table in the early rounds. So they're you expect they're going to get through to the semis at an absolute minimum. And Do you that's, is that Sammy?
1: Is that Sammy playing the? I, I'm the. I've got the pattern on this um, nine. I've, uh, I was
3: well, the one that started it, and he's playing that. He's got himself a dream run. It might be because it, he and, and this is this is insufferable deeds, but. He was, when he played thirds with us a couple of weeks ago, obviously, you know, pre-game, I'm trying to pump the boys up, big game for us, you know, let's knock off Ormond. I can hear him at the back of the group telling people, boys, three weeks from now, be a Pong. It's the only thing I haven't won at this club. Just <laughs> get in the slipstream, come down, buy your tickets. You can watch me be coronated, the champion. And there would have been
1: a bit of, the only reason I haven't won it was because I organised
2: it for four yeah, years. For so. sure. Yeah, I've won
3: the reverse raffle. I've won I've won everything. i have just, I'm the king. So, I don't know if there's some favours going on with Franny, but he's managed to get himself a really easy draw. The other one, somehow, or actually, it's, it's, it, this one, the draw's not very easy, but we talked about Sean Lovell winning the slabs uh, at, at the end of year. Presentation uh, day, yeah. Presentation day. I've got it on good authority. He has literally been using each one of those cans as a beer pong practice for six months since then. So he's just in absolute flying form, and he's teamed up with Matt Jago, who... Rumour has it's not a bad drinker himself, so... Knowing, knowing Sean and Jago,
1: beer. I don't know if those beers would have lasted six months, to be honest. I reckon, <laughs> they, I reckon they may have disappeared a little bit quicker than that, but, you know, I'll take your word for it. Uh, uh,
2: well, um, I think... Well, I've got a bit of news from the 19s in reference to the beer pong. Apparently, James Russell and Julian Smith, they've been parading around at 19s training saying they're that confident... Of winning the whole tournament, they're willing to play with Volker the whole time in their cups. Oh, <laughs> no.
1: I, don't,
2: I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a smart move.
1: Knowing those boys, um, having seen them come through the college, I, I can't say that would be great for their, uh, their coordination, having seen them both <laughs> out on the football field at different times. So, uh,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> good luck to them. Well,
3: uh, okay.
2: Now, uh, Steve, I don't know if you saw a few weeks ago, but you know, We've got the Warnwell races this week. Um, probably Country Racing Victoria's biggest uh you know calendar week. But um, you know, they they said they they bossed up to 60 slabs. Um yeah. and- Ooh,
3: yes, I saw this. I saw it on Crime Watch. This yeah. is a big, big yeah. the uh Pulse was telling me this. They had everyone at the station in a buzz the other day. They're apparently trying to track down these slabs. Or do you know something, dear?
2: Yeah, well. I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to piece together the puzzles for poor old Warrnambool Racing Club. But Franny, Franny did sort of disappear a few weekends ago oh, on his own. Yeah. He said he was going on like a little... Bit sort of a fact-fighting mission. Yeah, a little trip away at the Miso. And, you know, we all went out that weekend, us fellas. And then, look, I'd say come to the club tonight and there's genuinely, I counted, you wouldn't believe it, 60 slabs on the <laughs> And all uh, <laughs> the so I
1: love that you did an exact stock take uh, of yeah. how many slabs just happened to be sitting there.
3: <laughs> yeah, so awesome. his, his garage was very tightly shut for the past week and a half, so I don't know if there's anything in that. But I reckon, uh, i be
1: honest, I reckon Dom's a man of integrity. But if 60 slabs rocked up the week of um, beer pong, I don't think he'd be asking <laughs> too many questions about where they come from for our bottom line, uh, so could be something in that.
3: Club is in a decent financial position. Um, I, I tell you, actually, who who I reckon is a big smoky chance, and this this is just about cohesion. But Blake Tolly, Jess Porter, just have a, I don't know, just have a feeling. I know, assuming VB is what we're drinking, you feel like Blake's going to go in in a real home court advantage type setup, and I don't know, just just like, apparently they've got a relatively soft draw early. Um, so don't. Don't mind them. I reckon we might see them down the business end. Um, my money, though, if, if we're betting on this, my money, if they can get through the early rounds, it's on the the club's got one person who's better than any others at coming through in the clinch. And so Julia Batoli, Kat Newman as a duo. I reckon if you get anywhere near the grand final, just put the yeah. ball in Julia's hands and you know exactly what's going to happen. From
1: from long range as well, I reckon. She might, I, reckon yeah, I could to- just see her stepping back from the table not not getting too close. He likes to do it from the perimeter, so it'd be good to no, see.
3: Center cup, good and well done to Kat as well. Basically, just stapling herself to the coattails of the the likely eventual winner. So and- that would be our first female winners, wouldn't it? I don't think we've. I remember we had the. We've had a few big ones. Obviously, there was the the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Kira McKeogh. Um, when Butch and Kieran won it that year Which I was very unfortunate to be um, big, big dog I, I still remember uh, him trying to get everyone on the big
1: dog chair up uh, to, to get him motivated I, I, We also I had the um, in the
3: semis That was brutal The Salesian boil over as we also well had the
1: Salesian, Yeah, the Salesian, the Salesian screw job Dogs uh, <laughs> couple you <years> <laughs> think. That, awesome. that? that was my favourite awesome.
3: <laughs> That's my favourite one Because I love it they, they just came in and they won And good luck Good on them as well Great, great effort, but it was yeah, it w- it was a controversial one at the time. Um, so Nick,
2: the, was it Nixon Cotter last year as well? One I don't know who he was with. Oh, that doesn't sound right, does it? Oh, geez, we need <laughs> to get back to the history. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well,
3: the, I know there's been direct petitioning for uh, Jared Noon, really big on getting the honor boards updated, and I, I listened to to Jared speak at the. Uh, Mazenodian and sponsors luncheon on the weekend, and he obviously, you know, speaks with great passion about those that support the club and and obviously the history of the club. And I think it's a fantastic thing that we've got all the honour boards up there, right up to date. So you know, we we understand where we've come from. And Rob as a history teacher. I'm sure you would appreciate that. But I feel like there's one glaring omission, and that's just to have the beer pong list up there as well. Former beer pong champions, yeah. maybe, and, and maybe, factor, Mr. Yeah, maybe champion. M Factor, yeah, maybe M
1: Factor, yeah, that would be that would be nice and. It'd be it'd be nice to sort of get those those former champions back to the club for their own little lunch. Imagine that. Imagine imagine <laughs> so at the next sponsor's lunch, we also have a table to be champions and they, <laughs> It's champions at table of just give them yeah, give them a few cups just in case they want to partake again. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you want to have a bit of a security cordon around that, Taylor, aren't
1: you? <laughs> yeah, Butchie it was good. To see, and speaking about security, it was good to see Butchie back at the club um, last Saturday night. So obviously, Butchie, big fan of the, the Nordcast, um, had a good chat to him. He's um, He's got the slip back hair going again, which really reminds me of his, um, his bouncing days. You know, we're talking mid-2000s. Um, Mr. Maz, so it's great to see Butchie, big fan of the club and obviously a big supporter of Mary North Physio as well. So he was he was back there amongst it and week out from beer pong. So it would be nice to see him and um, Stevie Ballack, the old firm, um, on the door again Saturday night. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: the yeah, old green street
3: right. Williams. <laughs> I, I, do, I do love Butch because he's still the only person that listens to the Nodcast on a transistor radio. So he's a really important, unique listener to us. So Butch, if you're out there and uh, the reception's good tonight, it's not too windy. It's great to have you on board again. Look forward to seeing you down at the uh, at the beer pong. Are you guys all competing? Jake, are you as the yeah. goal kicking coach, we expect you'd be pretty accurate in this sort of forum as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nicola's shaking her head at us, no? Well, I started off the podcast with the flex of so come runners us up before. So I've got to a- you know, big tabs on myself, but I'm doing I've done a bit of a Lockie man this year. I've I've broken away from your runners up partner TJ and I've Ooh. I'm going with I'm going with the the future old best dad at the football club Lockie McInery Oh so could be okay. could be a good partnership there. He's he's played a lot, but he, I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to sort of carry him a little bit. That's all right. So maybe I can see
1: a bit of Lockie
2: doing the drinking, you doing the throwing might work. Yeah, 100%. A few Kobe's. Kobe. (laughs) Well, there is one other smokey which
3: coming out of the thirds, Jason Martin, I've heard, has a very, very formidable resume when it comes to his beer pong prayers, both as a drinker and a thrower. So I'm not too sure he's in the official draw at the moment, but I think he's sitting on the wings prepared to jump in as a reserve on one of the teams. So if he does get a run, it should be very interesting to follow his progress through the night as well.
1: Well, I'm uh, I'm going with warbs. so we're we're sort of teaming up after um, a couple of years having having worked together. But he's he's got a good hand eye. He's always been very accurate, and he's a it's a south core as well, which gives us a bit of a point of difference. I think coming from Ooh. different angles, so um, the left right combination could be successful. I reckon come this week. So we'll see. But we, we got something planned too with our costumes. Something that I don't know. Something does, that
3: uh, I think will resonate with uh, the players. Does group. It, is it involve putting stuff in people's drinks? Because have we researched oh, that? I hadn't you thought about that, but I
1: might, I might look into it
3: again. Is it, are you dressing up as Hezbollah?
2: You know, no. little dude. He's coming to Australia. I hear he's, he's hitting our shores. Hezbollah. Yeah, you might have to get him down for a game um, in the clubbies. Yeah. I don't know uh, Can squeeze him in at the moment. He was right. a big fan.
1: so we'll see. But no, no, very different. A little bit more, uh, a little bit
3: more cerebral. Our, uh, our outfit. So we'll leave it at that. Very good. Before we wrap up, uh, and we've run a little long tonight, but we would never leave without the famous weekly whispers segment. And I, I'm just going to kind of say it, Jake. Jake's sent us through basically about 50 whispers that he's got this week. He's like, can we divide them up? Because I can't actually share. There's too many. I'll lose my voice. But I'm just going to give you the floor, mate. You just, just go nuts. I think you're, you, you've got your ear to the ground better than anyone at the club at the moment. So tell us weekly whispers for the week. What do you got?
2: Well, I'll start off with this bloke comes in to the girls' change rooms on Sunday. We're not going to say names, but he's got short sort of – Blondie Brown hair and walks around saying he kicked a bag on Saturday to all the girls. Just like, yep, I kicked a bag yesterday. <laughs> just a casual, ca- casual lazy five. I'm not saying which oh, team. Oh,
3: he's not no. a trainer, is he? Oh, I
0: don't
2: know. He might be. Oh, <laughs> no. But yeah. So that's one. And then uh, this one is from a bloke. He's got an older brother. He's... Uh, Sort of tallish, skinny. Uh, they haven't actually come from Masno. They've come from another sort of rival all-boys school. But apparently he was showing his miso, his new quad flex footy jumper in her room. And then for some reason took it off really quickly and forgot he oh, left no. it in her room. And then that was on the Friday night. So Saturday morning, messages his older brother to borrow his jumper the morning of the game because he lost it and couldn't find it.
3: Oh, no. oh This isn't related to how Will Hayes rocked up without a jumper is it?
2: Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> 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 yeah, those, those new quad flex, they uh, hopefully you might have tested that quad flex out a little bit. We don't know. And the thing is like and having wearing one of those, they're not easy to get off.
1: So I reckon he would have needed a bit of help to get the jumper off. Did he leave the paint scraper
2: in there as well? Just from trying <laughs> to get the jumper off. Yeah, you definitely need, I think you definitely need the old paints back with the, <laughs> the jumper. Um, so moving on to the women's team, obviously we don't say names, but there's a player, she's sort of small, little, real zippy, but apparently she only straps her shoulder on the game day so she can look like her favourite player, Paul Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wonder,
1: I wonder if she'll double down on
2: that and shave the head as well. <laughs> really, to go full Chappie. <laughs> well, you know, one of Brunswick's players had that done on Sunday. So I was like, you know what? You can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Imagine, imagine if that that's the. Is she a Geelong supporter? I think so, yeah. Oh, oh okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, I was
2: thinking, thinking Chappie's little one season in essence. She might have been an essence for okay, Geelong. That, that narrows <laughs> the field a little bit. Yeah, exactly. There's not many of those down at the club. You know, Tom McKenna, but. He's actually a Richmond supporter, but we won't go and, into he, that. and he's got strapping on everything but his shoulders. So, <laughs> exactly. um, and then this last one, um, look, I don't, I don't know, I, mean, I don't really want to say this one, but I'll do it anyway. So, apparently,
3: use your most um family friendly language on this one,
2: yeah. So, apparently, um, is it is a player he's played seniors, um. Kind of he might be injured. He's sort of hanging around a little bit, probably probably feeling a bit lost. And now, you know, one of the uh, other senior players had a big housewarming a couple of weeks ago. He, he got himself a bit inebriated, um, may have may have urinated on a piece of furniture in the house. <laughs> oh, no. And then sort of woken oh, up, no. working up after doing that. Left, went home, got the Uber home, and then another senior player has not realized and just slept on the couch. <laughs>
3: <now>. <laughs>
1: and, and here we are, you know, we've got guys wearing masks
2: to training, where you know we're trying to be as safe as possible, <laughs> not, not catching uh germs, and we've got this going. Yeah, we might need to contact the World Health Organization about what's <laughs>
3: Oh. And, and we should we should we should clarify it doesn't necessarily mean it was alcohol related. Obviously it could have been medicinal or some sort of health issue that was going on. So always and getting confident. yourself checked. Yeah, could, yeah. Uh, yeah. not not casting aspersions on anyone, but geez, that's no yeah. good. No good at all. Yeah, for sure. Oh
2: well, good night to wrap it up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well,
3: <laughs> to try and so Nicola, have you got you got anything out of the girls for us that perhaps the coaches don't get told? Because Jake thinks he, he knows everything going on down there, but I'm sure.
0: Uh, the only whisper I really have at the moment is a certain player um, might potentially bring back the uh, player coach this season. I'm aware that Ooh. they have Ooh. purchased a jumper that I think Ooh. Ooh. or at well, least there's... have a jumper lined up.
3: So, Stel Michael. Oh, are they the head coach? Yeah. <laughs> Stel... Wow. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Well, that's okay. that's <laughs> huge because we were talking. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you know, the, no point pretending it's not Georgia. But there's <laughs> we, we were we were we were talking earlier about how she's she's already basically banked the flag. She's going on holiday celebrating mid-season. Now she wants to get a players medal as well as the coaches on Is that is that effectively what's going on?
1: Well, that that's a way to rival uh, Paul Deegan's two two premierships in one in one year to get the oh yeah medallion and the coaching medallion
0: yeah um potentially if the demand is there for an extra player
2: one game that's um Jackie Casper's type I reckon so cooking a bag in the granny potential
3: my old coach barge Troy Bridgeland used to do that he'd like Thursday night he'd sort of be taking training and he'd sort of give you a little wink and be like might strap him on this week boys and then all of a sudden Saturday, there'd be Barge just plonking himself down in the forward line. So, yeah, it's not it's not unprecedented down at the nod.
0: Yeah, all I it, think um, Georgia has some unfinished business. As um, I think her last game was with me and I uh, knocked her out with my knee. <laughs> so, uh,
3: on the same team? Yep.
0: <laughs> <Oof, laughs> We're we'll okay. both going for the cool. same ball. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, well. Clear the space. doesn't matter if you're the coach or not. If you're in, if you're in your way. <laughs> exactly and that's and, and that's and that's how you get injured unfortunately so
3: <laughs> <laughs> well that's probably a, a much better note to wrap up on than where Jake tried to leave us so thank you very much for coming on the nodcast nicola we much appreciate having you and good luck to you guys as you hopefully continue your march towards august or whenever finals are in the girls division yeah. this year
0: Thanks for having me. Hopefully, we can come out with the wind at the end of the season.
3: Absolutely. And if not, then a Best Dressed at Beer Pong will suffice <laughs> as a runner up prize. Um, thanks as always, Jake, Rob. Good luck Please. on the weekend in both the football field and the Beer Pong circuit. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.